Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. of the podcast literally someone called podcasting they were like oh so you have a pod like just pod and i was like mm, podcast like it's only two syllables can we not <laughs> why do we need to abbreviate everything are we that lazy pretty soon the english language is just gonna be like emojis and like abbreviations of words just call it a podcast don't call it a pod don't call it a cast podcast two two syllables that's it that's all we need you can do it <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> um, no, really, I've tried to record this like 67 times. I'm struggling today. It's raining outside and it's dark. And you guys know, like, I just don't do well in these types of situations. <laughs> this is a situation. No, really, I've been getting flash flood warnings on my phone all day. It's concerning. I don't do well in the rain. I could never live in Seattle where it rains all the time. I need sunshine. Sunshine. See, I can't even talk. I can't articulate sentences because, like, my vitamin D is diminishing. I'm just kidding. I take a lot. I take vitamin D every day. So I'm, like, good. I'm being melodramatic, but I'm really not. Like, I just don't. <laughs> it's really hard for me to be in weather that doesn't involve sunshine. I'm born and raised in Southern California. This is all I know. I need my 370 days of sunshine. Have you guys heard of AM ASMR? That brings me actually to a really good point. Okay. AM ASMR is like, I was confused. I'm actually, I'm still confused. Is it like a sexual thing or is it like a relaxing thing? Because I've heard people say that they fall asleep to it. And I'm like, it's like, stands for audio I don't know what it stands for, but it's like those people who get like really close to the mic and they whisper like this and they like tap on the mic to like make noises and it's supposed to like do something to your ears. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I don't, I should actually play the back and see if it picks up. 
But yeah, it's supposed to be like this thing. I saw it on YouTube and it was like, it had like a lot, like 2.2 million views. And I was like, what? And then I turned it, I like was watching the video and it was just this girl going like, she was like 12 years old, but she had like a million YouTube subscribers and all she did was eat Taco Bell and whisper into a microphone and she probably makes more money than all of us. (laughs) I'm on a new one today. So speaking of YouTube, do you guys know of Shane Dawson? Okay, let me tell you about my obsession with Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson. Should we be concerned about my speech today? I don't know. So Shane Dawson has been on YouTube for like 10 years, maybe more. I don't know. I haven't been on like watching YouTube for that long, but he does these conspiracy videos and he just released part two of this conspiracy series. OMG. Um, so let me tell you just a little bit of a background of the YouTube platform. I'm not a YouTuber. I don't have a YouTube channel. I've been told that I should get one and I'm not 100% convinced yet only because I'd rather, I don't know anything about editing. I don't like, okay, that's like a whole other topic. I'm not going to get into that right now. But YouTube is known for shorter length content. I think like the best performing content, like video lengths are probably like five to ten minutes. Um, Sometimes videos are like 20, 30 minutes. I'm sure there's like hour long videos out there too, but none that have like gained as much momentum as Shane Dawson's one hour and 40 minute content. So he's really bringing long form content to the platform and in numbers that have not been seen. He's really, he's made history. He's breaking his history. Like he is doing incredible things and him and the person he films with, Andrew, oh, I don't know his last name, but these two guys together, I mean, forget a Netflix special, like Shane Dawson could create his own platform and people would just jump on it. Together, they're like, they're our generation storytellers, just absolutely amazing, so interesting, so well produced and filmed and engaging. And I watched the second part of the two part thing series. I don't know what to call it. Don't watch both episodes at one and one day because I feel like your brain would explode. But it was so good. It, there was a part I'm not going to ruin it, but the the second part had a piece in it about a girl who met a guy on Tinder, and basically she got conned. They ended up having a child together. They were engaged, and he was not who he said he was. It was actually like very dangerous. The FBI was involved. It was insane and I like my heart goes out to that girl but the video was just so entertaining and so captivating and so um educational (laughs) it was really good please go watch it and let me know what you think but that's not what we're here to talk about today I wish I could just do a whole episode on YouTube 
um, because I actually really do enjoy the platform, which I think some, some, I mean, not all of it, like some of the content, I'm like, this is for children. Um, but some of it is really good. And I think that it's like a nice break from maybe the traditional TV shows because you're getting a piece of someone's quote reality. I mean, I don't know how much of it is reality, but you know what I mean? We're not going to get into that here. I could go on a whole tangent. So what I really wanted to talk about today in the episode is the difference between being kind and being nice. And as someone who is a people pleaser, and you're probably like, you've probably heard the word people pleaser. And listen, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not like a philosopher or any of that. This is what, and none of this should be, like, taken as medical advice. Do I need to put a disclaimer? I don't know if, like, people-pleasing is, like, an actual clinical thing. I don't think it is. But a people-pleaser, the way that I was informed of what a people-pleaser is, is that they are the nicest people you will ever meet. Key word is nice, nicest. Um, We're going to circle back to that word. So they never say no. They feel responsible for how other people feel. They apologize all the time. They go to great lengths to avoid conflict. They don't or can't admit that their feelings are hurt. They say things like, I don't want to be selfish or I just want to be a good person. And when they're forced to make a decision, their first thought isn't, how does this make me feel about myself? It's, how does this make me look? Or how would this make others feel about me? So, again, I, a lot of my anxiety is rooted in people-pleasing. And it's, I mean, I think today this is something that I still struggle with and I probably always will, which is kind of why I wanted to make this episode because I constantly have to correct myself when I am making decisions about things. I I kind of need to make sure that I'm making them from the right place. And that brings me to my second point. So, when it comes to making decisions, making choices, they come from one of two places. And this is not my idea, by the way. I want to say this is from Marianne Williamson and Course of Miracles. I'm not 100% sure. Again, like I'm really bad. I don't remember where I get things from. But I know this is not my original idea. <laughs> is when you make a decision, it either comes from one of two places fear or love. But when you make a decision based out of fear, it's out of a scarcity or lack type of mindset. You fear if you didn't take the job that another job would never come around. If you left a marriage or a boyfriend that you'll never find another person like them. You fear that if you don't you know, say like, I mean, even if you go to the grocery store and buy 10 cans of something, it's like you're fearful. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to need these 10 cans at some point. Right. Or 
when you decide to stay in a relationship longer than necessary. It could be because you fear being by yourself or fear what the repercussions would be. Whereas love is a love-based decision is based in on abundance, on kindness. And I know that this is kind of like how do I like tie this in? So basically people pleasing is fear-based and kindness is love-based. And some examples of this, a good example was something my friend Kirstie O'Brien told me because I was like talking to her about how I wanted to record this episode. And she was telling me that before she was in the work that she's doing now that she was maybe like 22, 23, and she got an amazing opportunity for a job, and it was going to pay her a lot of money, and she turned it down. And people could not understand why. They thought she was crazy. They were like, you know, you're putting, like, you could have made the opportunity to make a lot of money to move up, but she felt that it wasn't the right decision for her. And now she has work that makes her feel really amazing and she's getting paid more than what that job would have offered her. So those types of things are what people pleasing kind of walks us into when we're making decisions based on fear. So like another example would be like, you know, marrying some dude named Joe who is boring and doesn't have interests. Maybe he's not a nice person. Maybe, I don't know, like you're just not totally in love with him, but he has a 401k and a steady job. And so you decide to marry him because that is the, quote, right thing to do. And your parents would be super stoked all because he has a 401k. Like I said, again, staying in a relationship longer than necessary because you don't want to hurt the other person. I hear this all the time, but I love him and I don't want to hurt him. But you're doing both of you a disservice if you're staying in a relationship, even if you don't, especially if you're wanting to leave. Um, Things like like dropping activities or things that are important to you for someone else and giving up these things that you love because they don't fit with your partner or your friend group. So a lot of those things are fear-based, right? Oh, if I keep trying to be a ice skater on the weekends but like my friends are really into partying and going out to bars every weekend they wouldn't understand and then I won't have any friends you'll probably make friends at the ice skating ring let's be real and so the reason why I titled this episode stop being nice is because the world does not need more nice people. I think, quote, uh, like air quotes, nice people are just words for a people pleaser. I don't ever want to be known as a nice person. That would break my heart. I, please, at my funeral, don't say, Brie was a nice person. I feel like that is basically saying I was a people pleaser. People pleasers are what you would call nice people. And we don't need more nice people. What we need is kind people because nice people have an ulterior motive. They do things for you because they want you to like them. They do this for you so that you do something for them. Kindness does not ask for reciprocity. 
To me, a kind person is aligned with their values and they make decisions based on what they value, not based on what is going to make other people like them. And values is a whole other topic that I could get into, but it could be, it needs to be its own episode entirely. I'm not going to get into it because this episode already has a lot of moving parts in it. I don't want to like overwhelm or confuse people. I don't even know if this episode makes sense. Um, But if you guys want to know more about values, what I, I mean, again, this is not set in stone. This is just my opinion. This is what I think. I don't want to be known as a nice person. I want to be known as a kind person because I like to do things and I like to do them for other people because I want to do them, not because I want to do them with the expectation that they're going to do something for me in return or to somehow validate me by saying, you're so nice. Thank you so much. You'll notice any one of my friends, I never tell them you're so nice. I say, you are so kind. Because I really just, this word nice, I think just breeds people pleasers. So being kind is doing the right thing, even if it's hard. And this comes up a lot for people because I think we have this idea that if I do the right thing, it should be easy. If I do the right thing, my life will be easier and I will be happier. And depending on what the situation is, right, this is like all literally, I don't even know if this word, hyper generalization, even doing the right thing sometimes hurts and it sucks. Um, But being nice is doing the wrong thing because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings or we don't want to look bad to others or we can't deal with being, with people being disappointed in us or feeling guilty. That's, let me unpack that because I feel like that was a lot. So I'll give you an example. This is what I mean. I have a really good friend who hired someone and this person was not able to follow through on what she hired her for because of issue circumstances that were beyond her control. This is like very elusive. I'm sorry. This isn't my business to share, but I'm trying to give some reference. And my friend comes to me and she's like, I don't know what to do. I know this is beyond her control, but like, I really need this project done. I really need to get this done. And I said, then you need to terminate your contract with her. Like, if she can't provide the services that she said she could, it's of no fault to either of you, but you still need to get this project done, so you need to go find someone else who can do it. And her reasoning for not being able to keep this woman hired wasn't because she didn't like the person. She was like, I think she's really nice. I think she's really great, but I just have to get this done. And I was like, that's okay. You can still think she's nice and still think she's great, but need to to be able to get your project done. And that comes, I mean, I think that's just one example of many that I could give where sometimes you have to do the right thing, but it makes us feel a little, it makes us feel bad. Um, Having to say no to going to a birthday dinner because you have a meeting early in the morning, right? That doesn't feel good. Then we like feel like, oh, that sucks. Like I have a big meeting tomorrow, but like I really want to see my friend. And there are ways to kind of maneuver that situation, right? Be like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't make your birthday dinner. 
I have a really early and important meeting um, in the morning. Can we do something this weekend? Or can we do something on Thursday or Friday or whatever? And that I would say that would be a better way to navigate it. But I think it's also about learning. This is so difficult for people. It was difficult for me. I shouldn't say people. It was difficult for me is I did not want to deal with people being disappointed in me. And I think this is especially true for family. We never want our family to be disappointed in us. But here's a little secret that I learned from Brene Brown. It's not even a secret. It's in her books. (laughs) You cannot, 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 cannot go after your dreams with full tenacity and not disappoint people. It is simply not possible. You are going to disappoint your friends, your family, your coworkers, your spouse, your kids, your dog. That is a part of life. We're going to disappoint people and we're going to feel guilty about that disappointment. And I think people pleasers try to avoid those feelings. And it really will just begin to spread like a virus in your body of trying to avoid these feelings because then you're constantly doing things not for yourself, but for other people. And that you are going to wake up when you're 65 years old and be like, I should, I mean, this is all so cliche, but it's true. You're going to wake up and you're going to be like, I should have done this because. I really wanted to, but I was so scared of what other people would say. Again, fear-based. So I'm just going to repeat this because this is something that I constantly have to to ask myself when I'm making a decision as a recovering people pleaser. Like, I mean, that sounds so, I cringe when I hear people say that, but that's true. So the thing that I kind of repeat to myself is... Usually when I have to make a decision, a big decision, like even if this can be even something so trivial, like going out to dinner with a bunch of girlfriends and they're like, I'm going to have this Caesar salad with no dressing. And you're like, fuck, I really want a burger. But how is that going to make me look or how is that going to make them feel about me? (laughs) Um, The thing is, always go with what you want. Rather than being like, how does it make me look? How does it make others feel about me? Ask yourself, how does this make me feel about myself? If you want the burger, order the burger. If you want the salad with dressing on the side, order the salad with the dressing on the side. Whatever it is, do you for you. And that's all that I've got for you guys today. Hopefully, I try to mix in the heavy stuff with like some fun stuff like the Shane Dawson thing and the ASMR thing and then I like started talking about people pleasers really you know this podcast just goes in a million different directions but I love it because I feel like that's my personality I feel like the best way to learn anything is to connect the dots and with business stuff, the way that I've learned about business stuff is how 
this is the same way that I learned meditation. It's the same way that I've learned marketing, the same way that I've learned email sequences, the same way that I've learned about coaching. And it's through connection and it's through having powerful conversations. And even though this is me just sitting on my living room floor with a microphone and a computer on a rainy Thursday afternoon, I feel so connected to you and I feel so grateful and appreciative for you. And I totally love you and value you. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great weekend and I'll see you on Tuesday for an interview. All right. Be kind, be grateful, be well. Love you. Mean it. Bye.